This is Brad Milkey of ABC News Start Here podcast with your sports update. Down one star, the Golden State Warriors keep winning thanks to the rejuvenation of another. We'll explain coming up. The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and <clears throat> sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Warrior star Clay Thompson is out for the 2021 season with a torn Achilles tendon, but in his absence, two-time MVP Steph Curry has stepped up in a big way. Curry sits near the top of the league in points scored and three-pointers made and set a new personal best with 62 points in a single game. This ABC Sports Update was brought to you by Progressive. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save an average of $668. HD you are listening to an HD Smartcast original. Hi, I'm Pragya Gulati and I lead marketing at HD Smartcast. Welcome to this exclusive series, HD Smartcast Leadership Lessons. I'm going to be talking to leaders across industries, discussing their journeys, their aspirations, their challenges, and how they overcame them. This is an HD Smartcast original from HD Smartcast, which is India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. For this episode, I'm very glad to welcome Mr. Sharad Malhotra, Senior Vice President, Nipsey Group. He's a strategic business leader with multidimensional experience across various geographies. His areas of expertise include establishing startups, product and market development, marketing innovations, risk mitigation, and many others. Nippon Paint is the largest coatings company in Asia-Pacific, and Nipsey Group is a joint venture between Nippon Paint Company Japan and Butlam Group Singapore. Hi, Sharad. Thank you for joining and welcome. Uh, thank you for having me here, Prakya. Nice to be here. Thank you. So, Sharad, uh, let's begin with uh, discussing about your professional journey so far. So, can you just outline it for our audiences? Uh, yeah, sure. So, I'm basically a Delhi boy. Um, and uh, after doing my master's in international business, I had a job opportunity outside India, but then I, for some reason, chose to be in India. So I started my career way back in 1996. Yeah, yeah. And uh, unlike uh, most of my colleagues from my school, I chose to have a very steady and a very uh, different kind of a career path. Uh, so 25 years that I've been working, this is my, my third job. I've been with Nippon Paint now for 10 years. So I started my career with another Japanese company uh, uh, called Sumitomo Corporation, uh, which is a trading house. I worked there for about eight years and then I moved on to the paint industry and uh, I was with uh, ICI Dulux uh, for about six years and then I moved on to Nippon. So it's been a very, you can say, sort of a boring uh, <laughs> uh, career from the perspective of you know most people of my age who've changed seven, eight jobs by the time they get here. So I'm on my third job and I'm loving it. Wow. As far as Nippon is concerned, yeah, it's been a fantastic uh, journey, uh, Pragya, if you just allow me to share that. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. So, 
Can you believe that uh, when I joined, uh, I didn't have an office, so I was operating from a coffee shop in South Delhi. Oh, and that's what okay. that was my first office. So it was a pure startup experience, and it was mind blowing, you know, to have that kind of an experience with such a large company. And uh, I got a checkbook from my, you know, uh, corporate office, uh, and they told me they set up an account, and I'm supposed to start hiring people, start looking for an office. So that's how it has been. So last ten years have been the most exhilarating uh, experience of my life, and I'm just very grateful that I took this on. And uh, you know, a lot of times uh, you're working in a steady job, uh, you lose yourself in a steady job. So when the Nippon Paint opportunity came up, I was I was working in a very steady uh, role in a very good company. Mm-hmm. But then this was a transformative uh, experience because I had an opportunity to. to set up something completely new completely from scratch and uh, that's what attracted me to join nippon paint and uh, start this journey here and like i said it's been a beautiful journey so far last 10 years have just whizzed by mm-hmm. and uh, it's fantastic you know the kind of experience i've had in the last 10 years Mm-hmm. All right. So now I want to go to the roots behind these fruits. So you said it, it's been a fantastic journey, uh, and uh, you started uh, by sitting in a coffee shop, and then it was almost like a startup. So, but I'm sure it must have been very challenging, also, right? I mean, apart from being an exciting journey, you must have faced many challenges. So, can you throw some light on that? Any incidents uh, where you were stuck? uh and then uh, you came out of those challenges how how did you do that well uh, pragya i mean um, nippon paint is a very large japanese company but uh, we're not very well known for our automotive aftermarket uh, coatings uh in fact uh, the reason they hired me was nippon paint was trying to establish an automotive aftermarket business and uh, they thought they should uh, start out in china and india you know like all self respecting multinationals you always think of china and india so so did nippon and they offered me a role to set up something from scratch i didn't realize that setting up something from scratch would be so challenging because you know typically when you start a company you know where your products are coming from what your technology is going to be all around but when i joined here i had no idea Mm-hmm. and i had seen very little of nippon so when i joined and i realized what have i got myself into because there was no technology backbone uh, available there was uh, no manufacturing available so the first thing i had to do was uh, you know set up a, a lab even before i could do anything i had to set up a lab and start creating products so we had to create something completely home grown we didn't really have access to japanese products or japanese um, uh, technologies because we tried importing some products into india but we realized that the markets are completely different so whatever we had outside india was not very useful in india so the first te- the challenge was technology because we didn't have the technology to set up the automotive business in india the second challenge was manufacturing because again you know you didn't have india is a very competitive market right so you can't import products from japan and hope that you can make it very successful in india so we had to actually look for people who could start manufacturing for us because it was too early to think about setting up our own factory so we had to find people convince people that listen we are here nippon paint is a good company work with us set up manufacturing for us or do production for us so that was the second challenge the third challenge was 
in our business colors are very important so you know in automotive aftermarket you don't get a full car to paint you get a door to paint or you get a fender to paint or a bonnet to paint so your bonnet cannot be a different color it has to look exactly the same as the rest of the car mm-hmm. so right. color matching plays a huge role you know how do you make sure that your color is exactly the same as what is there on the car so we had to set up a color cell a color team so that was that was a big challenge as well because nobody would believe that our colors would match the fourth challenge was finding people you know even though i was from the industry yeah uh, nobody was willing to join us you know we had times when i would sit you know we would call 10 people for an interview and only one or two would show up the nine the remaining eight or nine would not even come for the interview because uh, they had never heard of nippon paint and uh, they were working for established companies they didn't want to risk their careers the fifth challenge was getting customers to believe us you know dealers channel partners nobody would say nobody would like to uh, you know uh, put their existing relationships with other paint companies at risk by becoming an important dealer you know they would say nahi bhaiya hame hum khush hain hum santosht hain aap kahin aur jaiye so all my ex dealers you know in my previous companies ex dealers they turned their faces and they said no we're not going to work with you so all these were amazing challenges you know right from yeah. technology to yeah. manufacturing to building a team to building colors so it yeah. was very very challenging and uh, you know you wouldn't believe uh, many people who knew me turned their backs mm-hmm. and a lot of people who never knew me became my good friends because they sensed an opportunity mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. work with nippon and to develop something with nippon mm-hmm. so that's when you really see you know who your uh, real friends are <laughs> so the as- entire dynamic sort of changed so in uh, hiring these people and in trying to convince your customers the two challenges uh, out of the five that you mentioned uh, you might have dealt with a lot of people might have uh, had a lot of stories uh, you know which you would remember till now and lessons derived from these stories right so if there's if i would just ask one single uh, leadership lesson for you what would it be and why i think the biggest lesson is that we need to invest in relationships so you know if you invest in relationships those relationships never let you down so if you take people for granted or you take relationships for granted they come back and haunt you and bite you in the backside right so uh, whatever i realized is the people who actually came uh, and joined hands with us were people where we had where i had really invested time effort to build those relationships and those people those guys whether from my ex company or people who had been associated with me in the past came and stood by me and we were able to create a team and you know i was able to surround myself with the right people eventually that helped us to create a success story in india and thereafter in in other parts of the world as well mm-hmm. so the the biggest leadership lesson is invest in people invest in relationships because those are the things which really matter pragya Mm-hmm. brands eventually don't matter technologies don't matter it's always the people who matter mm-hmm. so for me that's the biggest lesson in life ultimately it's the people who are enabling those brands to be brands or technologies Absolutely. to be technologies right there's so mm-hmm. many companies in india who have much who have great technologies fantastic technologies mm-hmm. fantastic products but they're not successful because they don't have the right people whereas companies are also existing who have average products average technologies but they are very successful because they have brilliant teams 
Mm-hmm. And that's not something I'm speaking from a from a book. This is my own life experience. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, what are the key qualities that you look for when you when you work with people? What are the kind of people you want to work with? I wish I could tell you that you know. Uh, there's no there's no <laughs> scientific base. There's mm-hmm. no scientific basis for selection. To be very honest with you, and I would be you know a lot of um, leaders and management gurus talk about matrices and things like that. For me, it's all very intuitive, and I think mm-hmm. most of leaders I know are all very intuitive people. who meet people and you can sense you know whether you can work with that person whether there's going to be a you know the wavelength is going to match and whether the ideologies match whether the value systems match so it's 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 often a gut feeling to be honest pragya mm-hmm. and that's what you know you just strike it with some people and you make some big mistakes with some people as well <laughs> so I don't have a scientific basis to be very honest with you. I'm sorry to disappoint you here. No, no, not at all. So I, I'm actually reading this book called Blink, and it talks about the power of uh, thinking without thinking. Uh, have you read it? Absolutely. Yes, I have. Ah, in my, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what exactly what uh, Malcolm Gladwell also says that you you just do it. You don't know how you've <laughs> taken that decision, but you just know it, and that's the power of uh, snap judgment. Anyway. And invariably, you know, the decisions which are taken intuitively end up to be much better decisions than decisions taken based on a lot of research. Because whatever you research, you are never able to research the exact thing, you know, because it's very too many. Things. It's very difficult to hmm. get that enormous amount of research done to take a right decision, especially in the corporate world. Can you? I mean, Pragya, sorry, I'm sounding a little uh, presumptuous here, but. Which management guru would have imagined what life is going to be once COVID hits? All all management gurus' lessons went out of the window, man, last year, right? Yeah. So, and it was all people left like me, people who were left on the ground taking calls, decisions based on zero knowledge, zero research, all gut feel based decisions. And today, the ones who are still standing. like nippon paint is standing we had a tough year as well everybody did but everybody who standing is the are people who took decisions on real time basis with very little data with very little research based on gut feel and experience mm-hmm. right. so i have totally lost uh, faith on <laughs> on management uh, lessons as such i create my own lessons wherever <laughs> i go <laughs> okay so uh, you've worked uh, in the paints industry for so long specifically in the automotive segment so what is uh, your take on the auto industry uh, how do you see it growing uh, going uh, in the coming years in india and the world yeah so i've been associated with the auto industry since i started working in 1996 as i mentioned so uh, my first job was with a japanese company and we were very closely working with maruti suzuki and we were very closely tracking maruti suzuki so we've i've seen the industry for the last 25 years so i think the auto industry has come a long long way it was always a force to reckon with of course uh, suzuki had a huge role to play in that you know in terms of building the technology building the company building the ecosystem the ecosystem played a huge role for maruti's success and in my company we were a part of that ecosystem that maruti suzuki was creating so i think the the industry has come a long long way uh, i think today it's almost i can say one of the very few world class industries that we have been able to create in india the last i read it 
was contributing to almost 50% of the total manufacturing output of India. So, and almost 7-8% of the GDP of India. So, I think it's come a long way. Um, as I said, Maruti Suzuki had a huge role to play in that. And I was blessed enough to work with Maruti from a very early stage of my life. So, I think the industry is really matured now. I think we are a world-class industry. I think India is producing world-class cars I think we're going to we are already the fourth largest auto industry in the world we're going to be the third largest very soon we're going to soon overtake Japan so i think we are in a world class industry i think uh, indian automobile market is definitely going through a tough time of course recently there are some good stories coming up again but uh, i think a great industry to work in a lot of innovation has come in this industry in terms of technology in terms of market practices in terms of services in terms of uh, packages that we offer so i think it's a great industry i've also seen the auto industry in a few other countries and i think india is by far the most innovative and interesting industry as far as the automobile sector goes mhm all right all right and uh, what about innovations uh, in your organization in the coming year are you looking forward to having some new product launches uh, service offerings new marketing campaigns or any of the campaigns that you would like to talk about in the past which have been very fascinating anything of that sort so pragya i look after the automobile business and automotive aftermarket business and the wood coating business and we've also expanded ourselves into the light industrial segment and the car care segment so uh, you know i think last year 2020 a year that everybody would like to erase from their memories as soon as they can was actually the most interesting year as far as we are concerned in terms of innovation um uh, when the world was locked down our labs were actually working and looking at creating new products and new technologies in fact last year we probably did the maximum number of new product launches wow our last year. yeah that's so amazing and, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing because you know the first thing we learned is you know we can shut down sales, but we can't shut down our labs. We can't shut down our technology centers. So our technology centers are working throughout, except for about a month when in April when everything was shut. Um, so we we've done a lot of work. We've created a lot of new products. What we've also done, uh, Pragya, is that we have uh, realigned ourselves. So we instead of looking at ourselves as only a paint company, we're now looking at the three p's what we call them paint polish and protect which means that we are now focusing on a lot of new technologies which can help us to protect the environment a lot of new technologies which can help protect people including things which can you know um, make a car germ free for example or things what we talk about uh, which i've spoken about recently as well are things like green efficiency about how do you make your paints greener less harmful to the environment so there's a lot of work happening on a lot of these technologies we also successfully uh, launched a couple of products we filed for patents in india so there's a lot of technology work happening whether it's for the industrial segment or the wood coating or the car care or the automotive aftermarket what we have also done uh, pragya is we have created uh, in the last one year in india probably the biggest uh, painter loyalty program so in our industry the painters play a huge role and uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know when covid struck a lot of these painters actually had a tough time because they they were stuck and they were migrant laborers most of them so in that horrible journey when they all went back to their villages and 
many of them walked back to their villages as you know yeah 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 mm-hmm. we actually tried to facilitate them help them in some way or the other also transferred money actual money when we were ourselves struggling to pay salaries we were also trying to take care of these uh, painters and when we got so much gratitude and love from these people we actually then launched a loyalty program called share in nippon so we've created india's first automobile garage painters loyalty program so that's a huge marketing innovation that we have been focusing on wow. there's a lot of other stuff also which we did last year mm-hmm. now as far as 2021 is concerned i think you will see uh, a lot more products a lot more technologies which are still wip so we are working on that unfortunately i can't disclose too much about that we also uh, pragya uh, we took the the atmanirbharta pledge very seriously we now making india the hub for exports so i joined nippon paint to set up the business in india but in 2014 i i then became the global leader for the automobile aftermarket business and we started building the market outside india and china which were the mar- the main markets outside of japan and now we have the next thing we are trying to do is make india the manufacturing and the technology hub for the whole group so this is going to be a major focus Ex- developing exports from india is going to be a major focus as well in 2021 mhm all right so you spoke about uh, atmanirbharta and there's also this thing about vocal for local so how does nippon plan to support uh, this entire initiative we are very local so we don't have a single japanese person in nippon paint india uh, so nippon paint believes in very localized strategy and when we set up a business in india we we set it up as a long term business we're not here for the short term so we focus on depth creating depth which means that we make our roots very strong so if you look at the indian market you know we built a complete ecosystem of vendors partners channel partners vendor partners everything so the ecosystem is very strong and it's very localized and in the last one year we've also realized that you know when the supply chain got totally disrupted in the covid scenario so we started building a much more localized supply chain and we, we so we've done a lot of work on that and we've also done a lot of work on creating our very own made in india uh technologies whether it's product technologies or digital technologies we've just yesterday launched a new program called paint partner wherein we have created a world class digital tool for color matching wow And we have actually done it completely in india in 12 months mm-hmm. so when you talk about vocal for local i think the kind of work we are doing with indian startups the kind of work we doing with indian vendors the kind of work we doing with our indian painter ecosystem everything is very deep rooted in india so we may be a japanese company but uh, there's no denying the fact that we have become very local in india and we are very local for the indian market and uh, very vocal for the indian market as well so as far as we are concerned we are 100% indian we make in india we export to the whole world from india we develop technologies in india that everybody outside india is also going to use so we have truly become a very atmanirbhar company in india and a very local company in india mm-hmm. okay so thank you so much sharad for joining it was an absolutely fascinating discussion and i wish you all the best in your journey and i wish you all the best for nepal 
Thank you so much, Pragya. It was lovely talking to you as well. And thank you for having me over. Thank you. So if you have any feedback or would like to feature an HD Smartcast Leadership Lessons, you can ping me at the rate Pragya Gulati on LinkedIn. You can also write to us at the rate HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast is present across social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and LinkedIn. For more such podcasts, go to htsmartcast.com. Thank you. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.